This is a podcast by The Straits Times. Welcome to Join the Watch, a Game of Thrones podcast by The Straits Times. I'm your host, Jonathan Roberts, and as ever, we're going in spoiler-heavy. Let's meet our emissaries from the various kingdoms of ST. As ever, they may not come from Westeros or Essos, but they may have passed by Yunos. Fourth week going! We are joined by S. Sackdeval, Melissa Heng, Olivia Ho, and Jen Lee. Hello! Hi! Okay, after the thrill ride, the utter emotion of episode three, we hit episode four. Now, one of our members did say they were looking forward to many conversations. Sakti, you're the one who is looking for no action, all talk. How do you feel about episode four? I feel pretty good. Talking is where you get to see the plot, see things happen. Because the fights were great last week, but nothing really happened. One thing happened, let's be honest. But now, with all the talky bits, we have possibilities, possibilities of various things happening. Okay, give me your conversation breakdown. Who are um, the big conversations I this week? I think we start with the most important one, John and Danny. Also, the Stark kids finding out the big secret. And then we have uh, Sansa's scheme in regards to the big secret. As in Sansa can't keep a secret. Mm. There's that, yeah. yeah. Not, I, we, we have found out none of them can, actually. <laughs> 30 seconds in, don't tell anyone. Uh. Don't tell anyone. Uh. Okay, Pinky promise. <laughs> <laughs> and then after that, we have... Various and Tyrion kind of scheming as well. To treason. It, but treason, we can call it. I feel it was just good planning. The last one we have, the, on the other side, uh, we have Cersei, Euron and Kyburn with their plans as well. So it gives us three of possibilities of things that could happen in the next two episodes. Yes, it's only two episodes. Well, this episode wasn't just about talk. We did have a couple of action moments, including two big deaths. So raise a glass to Rhaegal, the dragon, and... Well, we called it quite a bit earlier, Missandei. Of Naf. <laughs> they never got to see the beach. They never got to the beach. They were never going to get to their beach. Both of those deaths, they are very close to Daenerys, which brings us to the big issue. What do we do with a mad queen like Daenerys? Jan? Tonally, this episode started with like a big funeral and I was like having some tears there and straight away became a frat party. Like it just became people celebrating and drinking. It reminded me of being back in college. Yes! <laughs> you know, people people getting drunk, people hooking up, telling John to chug. Yeah, uh, telling John to chug. <laughs> and Daenerys off in the corner, like, you know, yes. the girl that nobody wants to have lunch with in the canteen. Because <laughs> nobody likes her. But So everybody was kind of just like, she was sitting by the side alone. She has no friends because all her friends are either hooking up or chugging. <laughs> then all hate her. Then like, um, but everyone pays her like base respect. They're just like, your grace. Oh, queen. Yay. You know, but nobody's actually talking to her. Everybody's crowding around well, John. She tries to make an effort to get liked by... Like lauding Gendry. Yes, she gives Gendry the lordship, mm -hmm. the lordship but at the same time, in a very sinister way that mm -hmm. makes everyone think, is she about to execute him? So that's a bit, you know, a bit dicey and like nobody really likes her. And then when she goes to find John, they have that big conversation about what they're going to do with John's big Targaryen secret. They were going to make out. Like they were like, John was like ready. John was like, yeah, tearing off the dress. And then she was like, no, we still need to talk about the fact that you kind of are a threat to my reign. I think it sets up her, what she would do, how she would respond, right? The way that she acts uh, in that scene where they're all celebrating and you see that she recognises that people respond to John. People mm. are drawn to him, which is what Varys says later. Lah. But in that moment, she realises that 
he's beloved and people follow him. Then he does she, have a great hype man in yeah. Tormund. <laughs> yes, who is like, he rode a that's dragon amazing, and he's right? been murdered and he's come back and he's amazing. Correct. So I think that's when she's like, oh man, like he's a real, he could really um, put a dent in her plans and, mm. and take what is hers. She's got this whole entitlement thing going uh, and that leads to their conversation then in that room, right, where she's like, you, got, you can't tell people. <laughs> you just cannot. And John is like, are you asking me to keep a secret or tell a lie? Because that's not what I do. <laughs> that, like... that is the worst thing you could ask uh, Jon Snow to do. So are we all convinced that it's been what she's been thinking about the whole time? Yeah. That, you know, she might have another obstacle towards her throne? Oh, yeah. Yes, definitely, definitely. Yeah, ever since he told her, she's been thinking, okay. The only thing that stopped her before was an onslaught from the White Walkers. That little thing kind of put a dent in her immediate schemes. Now that's been solved, she has to try and figure it out. So, so she asks him to, "Do you mind? Would you mind not telling people that you're more important than me?" <laughs> so all this feel about how, look. like, you know, I love your brother. He loves me, and blah blah blah. She likes no, his butt. You know, like I think she's into him. Are but you projecting not by any chance? Yes, <laughs> but not enough. Like clearly, she has that moment where. He was like, we can live together. And it's just like, I just told you how. Yeah, and it's so menacing. <laughs> yeah. So I agree. I think that she does care about him mm -hmm. as much as she can care about any anybody. Mm -hmm. uh, and I think when she told Sansa that she loves John, I think she was telling the truth. But now we can clearly see that she loves the throne a lot, a <laughs> oh, yeah. lot more. Yes. And that this whole episode was really leading to the conclusion that, you know, we can see very clearly what motivates her now. Well, it's how far she's going to go. Mm. Because now that she's lost Jorah, who was a good advisor, she already rejected Tyrion. Varys stands up to her and says, your plan is nuts, lady. Mm -hmm. And now she's lost a dragon as well, and nobody seems to be as cut up about her losing a dragon as much as she is. And now her options are to burn King's Landing to the um, ground. Don't forget Missandei, who was her best friend. Yes. yes. But, and actually, I think that is the thing that most upset me about this episode, the mm -hmm. death of Missandei. It was such a... But we've been calling it for weeks. Yeah, How but the we way that it happened, it was so frustrating. And um, it was, for me, a classic example of the fridging trope that we see in a lot of superhero movies where, you know, a person, usually a woman, is killed so that for the sole purpose of advancing somebody else's revenge uh -huh. quest. And, mm. and I think it makes it worse that Missandei was not only a woman, but she's also one of the two people of colour left in the title <laughs> credits. Yeah. And uh, Grey Worm is, you know, the only thing <laughs> yeah. preventing Game of Thrones from being a total whitewash. So, um, and the optics are not good. And the fact that Missandei died in chains, and which, you know, the so camera sad. focused on a lot. Yeah. You know, yeah. that she, she was born, she went and she was made a slave and she thought she was free. Mm. But her final, her final act was to die in chains and to urge Daenerys. Yes. Daenerys. Yes. To, like, yeah. to burn, burn them all. Them, burn them up. Yes. I have not thought, I had not seen a more classic example of fridging. Yes. <laughs> That's, a bit, That's a bit sad. So I think they're 100% building up towards, you know, Mad Queen Denny. Yep, definitely. Mm. Yeah. I mean, I think she's definitely in that territory. 
now. Yeah, both Cersei and Dany are both like mad queens. They're like mad queens facing off one another. But I think one is clearly smarter than the other. Yes, yes. let's talk yeah. about the strategy, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes, mean, as far as strategy goes, we saw last week that their main strategy was to go headlong into the enemy without really thinking about it. Give some guys some swords with lights on them, send them in to into the, the dark, to, into, into the stuff dark, they couldn't see. Into the zombies. And then as soon as they go out, just get on the dragons because dragons will solve everything. And now she's down to one dragon. Kyburn and Cersei have plotted to create these wonderful javelins mm-hmm. things. They were called, Olivia? Scorpions. Scorpions. Yes. Scorpion javelins. <laughs> so the scorpions took out Rhaegal in a shock moment as everyone's happily sailing at sea. Mm-hmm. Suddenly they, the spears came out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Someone think Daenerys needs to keep a better eye on her dragons. <laughs> She's just lost two of them because she wasn't looking. Yes, yeah. kind yes. of. Even yeah. when she was looking, it was like, oh, oh you know, she was just like, whoa, where did that come from? Then it's died. Yeah, and it's it's not great. She should have rested. Yeah, so she didn't listen to Sansa when Sansa yeah. said, rest your men. Not just my men, but your men. You Rather know? than strategy, she took it as a personal affront. Yeah, yes, yes. Hmm. She should have read one book. About <laughs> the military of planning. One book. Mm. That's, that's, so much I one. People in China are apparently saying that Daenerys should have read The Art of War by Sun Tzu. Num- I yeah. think that's lesson number one. Chapter one. Yes. Don't rush into battle. Yeah, Plan exactly. first. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe you go and look what's out there first before your own self go. <laughs> yeah. I feel these would be like chapters one, two, and three. Which Cersei has. She now has a human shield of innocents that are going into the Red Keep thinking they're going to be safe. And she has these amazing scorpion javelins mm, that mm. apparently reload really easily. Yeah. But for this one, I think they reloaded almost straight away because the moment she flew off, they started shooting at yeah. the ships. And mm. Let's not forget this is Daenerys who seems to have espoused the Jon Snow strategy of yelling and yes. going and <laughs> That also leads back to what she has kind of become. There's this overconfidence mm. in, in what she deserves and mm. what she rightfully should have. And I think, yeah, she's just very, very up there. Uh, she thinks that she has dragons, nothing can defeat them. Mm-hmm. So... Why not go I want it and I want it now. Exactly. Yes. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Where Cersei is definitely like playing the longer and smarter game, right? She's taken all these t- this time that she has had uh, not fighting the White Walkers to to like super prepare herself for mm. her own war, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Getting the scorpions, so many of them, getting the golden army, and then also playing this really intelligent but you know, slimy card of getting all the innocence into the King's slimy landing. card. Is right? that the new <laughs> Then there's that too, where the she's you, the slimy card. She knows run. that she's pregnant, but she can't say it's Jamie's baby. So she definitely slept with him just so that she could say it's his baby instead. Yeah, yeah. Which just gross. Yeah. Which I think Tyrion kind of outed her on that a little bit when he started talking about the baby when mm. they were negotiating. Yeah. From Euron's point of view, there is no way that Tyrion would have known. They have no way of communication. So Tyrion would not have known before they slept together. So he... I think Euron is probably is suspecting right? something. Yeah, because they yes. showed us very specifically mm. when like she tells him and then he looks up at Kyburn. <laughs> and then Kyburn's like... That's how to look. So I feel like Euron probably now... There's like a little seed planted there that 
might not be your baby. See, that's why I like this episode. I don't want to say like it. That's a bit too much. But um, <laughs> okay, I feel that's what you know, Game of Thrones is about or was about up until maybe the fourth season mm-hmm. or fifth season. It's all about all these fractures and stress points and mm-hmm. people kind of distrusting each other and mm-hmm. and people making plans and people looking out for themselves mm-hmm. and and how all that interacts. Well, in terms of distrust, we've now got Tyrion and Varys having long conversations. Mm-hmm. Possibly the longest conversation that Varys has had for many seasons. <laughs> for many seasons, yes. Uh, where Varys is pretty much, I think, the Daenerys is mad and she we have to stop her somehow because he's. Outright talking about well, possibly assassinating her. He's not talking hint. about it. He's not oh, talking no, about. It. He yeah. made a look. He was, <laughs> like, he was like pushing the conversation yeah. in the assassination way. Mm-hmm. And it's telling that probably in the last maybe seven, eight, nine episodes, first time they've had a conversation, and Tyrion hasn't brought up Varys' um, fruit and two veg. <laughs> or lack of. <laughs> <laughs> okay, he like acknowledged yeah. the importance yeah, of it. Yeah, yes. yeah. Okay. So a lot of their conversation was centered around John mm. being a Targaryen. Yes. Is he the better choice? Being yes. a man, you know. So now let's maybe John. Let's talk a little bit about how John handled this episode <laughs> because I I honestly think he's a little bit of an idiot. Like. He's always a asking. Bit. No, a obviously, the thing about this episode that set it up quite nicely for John, I think, is that this episode kind of showed how he's still in the running for mm. some kind of leadership because he has claimed now to the throne. I don't think that he will state that claim himself because John's not the type to rule. He clearly doesn't want the crown. Mm. But as Very says maybe the person who doesn't want it is the person who most deserves it and Mm. might do the best with it. And I think that it's clear from the episode also that Sansa believes that and now Varys believes that as well. So these two players, right, could very well push Jon more into the game and push Mm. him to somehow um, embrace... His destiny. He's not going to embrace it. It's the thing he wants least of all. The irony is that if he ends up king of the seven kingdoms, mm-hmm. he doesn't want it. Yeah, it's going to be a painful thing for him. he's never wanted leadership. Correct. Yes. So he's never wanted leadership, but he's always done well when it has been thrust upon him. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm just going to say, he yes. has. He's, yes. he's done well enough, I think. Well maybe enough. Maybe to, well to enough. appease okay. you. <laughs> and he's I think it's well he can rally people together. Yes, he can rally them together, but he cannot actually make good plans. I mean, Battle of the Bastards, Sansa had to come in and yeah. save him. Like, he will be a kind king. I think there's no doubt he'll be a benevolent king, but he'll be a dumb king, guys. Yeah, he so that's Sansa. why he has people like Sansa and Varys who will mm-hmm. back him up. Yes, mm. so maybe I think there's a good chance that... Basically, this whole John versus Danny, who's better to rule thing, is gonna like really play out in the last few episodes. I think after they settle the threat of Cersei and Jamie, who might be coming to kill her. So. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Jamie. Okay. Jamie. Yeah, Which Jamie, brings Jamie. us to any other business. Now, in the world of shipping in Game of Thrones, two big events happened in this episode. <laughs> Genya was shot down dead by Arya. So Gendry, feeling flushed, now is being made Lord of Storm's End, goes to find Arya in the stables where she's playing with a bow and arrow. And he gets down one knee. Poured his heart out. Poured his heart out. The fool. (laughs) 
He was. And he pledges, I'll be Lord of Storm's End. You be a lady. At which point she says, it's not you, it's me. <laughs> and kills all thoughts of Genya dead. Which, the ship sinks. Yes, the ship has <laughs> sunk. She did the deed and she was like, I'm, yeah, that's I'm all good. I want. I'm yeah. out of here. That's all I want. A proposal. Last scene riding off with the hound in a kind of... Mm-hmm. Almost like a bromance for them, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> it's like it's a big like brother, a, yeah. you know. It's, it's like, very sweet because they left. Yeah, that's how they did... See, that was one of my favourite parts of season two, actually. Mm-hmm. The two of them going on this slightly murderous road trip. Yes. Eating, <laughs> eating chicken. Yes, yes. Yeah. Such a bonding thing to do. Yes. Wandering around... Killing people for chicken. <laughs> and of course, the other big ship, and the biggest ship of all, physically, is Brienne and Jamie. During the frat party that follows the funeral, during a game of, or a version of, Never Have I Ever, Tyrion taunts Brienne about how she's just still a virgin. She gets up to leave, and then Jamie follows. Jamie stands up to torment! Yes. Yes. yes, Jamie stands up to That was just an amazingly comical yes. and also just so... And it wrapped that story up in a bowl because everybody was like, oh, Tormund's into her. Yeah. And then Tormund stares at Clegane and it's like, Clegane, my heart is broken. And it's like touching him. Don't touch me. Like, Don't touch me. It's great. Uh, which brings it back to what Olivia said, which is like, it's like every student party yes. you've ever been to. And with the, with the bad pickup lines as well. Jamie's oh. line, so bad. Okay. He was like, oh, so it's so hot here. in here. Is this yeah. Game of Thrones or is this a Nelly song? It was, it there was a very of... drama moment where he was like fiddling with his shirt yes. and she's like, Okay, I will help you. And it's so K-drama. It just reminded me of all the K-dramas that I've yeah, watched. all the tropes. Where the guy and the girl are like... <laughs> and then like they start, you know, getting to something. It was completely K-drama. It was a bit out of left field for Game of Thrones. I know. Yeah. I felt so odd. It wasn't the most comfortable viewing, mm-hmm. it has to be said. But, you know, at the same time, it didn't end that happily for them. After a few nights of pleasure, well, that old spectre of Cersei comes up again for Jamie, at which point he says he's off and yeah. Gwendolyn Christie's acting comes back in with a really heartfelt moment. Yes, I really, really like that moment between them. I mean, you can see so much emotion on her face and, and she knows what he's doing. She knows that he's going back possibly to either fight against Cersei or to save Cersei. We're not very sure yet. It can't but be save knows... Cersei at this point, can it? No, I don't It may know. be going down there to reason with her. Yes. But I don't think saving her is there. Right. Or his baby. I think he still oh, cares a little yeah, bit about could, his baby. Could be. Yeah. Does he know so about the baby sure. though? He knows about he the knows. baby. Yeah. 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 So we're not sure exactly what he has decided to do basically, right? But she knows he's going back and he's more or less likely to die. Mm-hmm. So she's like, please don't go back. And that's just like such a nice moment, I think, for her character. Can I do a short shout-out, brief shout-out to Ghost? No. You're lovely, and I'm very upset that John didn't even give time to give you a pet before he did. They shared you. a look. I'm they sorry. shared a, a look. look. is not enough. That's it's all they dialogue. need. I'm sorry. I'm just very upset. And what happened to Ghost's year? It's- Ghost was one of the first to go into the zombie hordes. And came out alive, and this is the best you can do he's gonna, with ghosts. He's gonna be free going, now. I think worse than the petting. They haven't yeah. bothered to clean him up, which is like not good housekeeping. <laughs> just 
Put her. your damn dire wolf before you no. say goodbye to it forever. Give, On just other goodbyes, give him a little ruffle. It's also a goodbye to Tormund, it seems. On a very... Yes. I mean, we're down to two episodes now, so you've got to expect that some of the threads are going to be ended quite suddenly. Mm. And it seems for Tormund, who's decided, I'm not in this fight anymore, yeah. I'm back off to the freelance. Mm-hmm. Farewell, Tormund. Mm. Yeah. What, what an adventure it. it's been. What stories you've said. What <laughs> horn-drinking etiquette you've shown us. Yes. <laughs> He's a good man. Tom is a good man. Yeah. He's a great guy. He's got a great stare as well. Good eyebrow action. Mm -hmm. Sam, is Sam out of the story? Sam also seems to have Mm. decided to go off and he's off to... They didn't quite say. They didn't say. I kind of assume Old Town. Old Town. Back to the Meisters. Yeah. Yeah, To go and like read his books. Yeah, but I think Sam also has... Take care of his new baby. There's a new baby. Yes. So I think Sam has kind of played his part. Same with Tormund. I mean, they mm. were there to fight with John. Uh, Sam was there to tell John who he really is. So we're going to be dropping quite a few people yeah. coming up. I They've think. Wrapped up, I, I think, think you know. The, I think this is where people have got to accept that people's stories will just stop now. Mm. There's only two episodes left. Mm. Next week looks like it's going to be another big battle mm. for mm. King's Landing. Yeah. So much to do in two episodes. Mm. Okay, guys, predictions for what we're going to see. Sakti. I think the big one is going to be. At some point, John is going to be pushed to kill Danny um, because of the decision she makes, decisions she's about to make. Something terrible is going to happen. So for the greater good, he's going to have to kill her. That will require some acting. <laughs> um, I think they'll manage. They'll manage. If you can manage it. Okay, Melissa? Uh, for me, what I really want to see is the Lannister siblings. So they're all coming together. Jamie's on his way to King's Landing. Tyrion and Cersei are already there. Uh, and there's that big prophecy of Cersei being killed by a younger brother. So So who's yeah, your favourite for that? I Jamie think Jamie should do it. Okay. Olivia? I think Daenerys is going to kill 10,000 people in King's Landing and that is what is going to drive Jon to have to <laughs> finish her off in the end. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty much with that. And Jan? Um, I think Tyrion's this close to turning on Danny. Mm. You can tell that he's tempted. You can tell that he's really thinking about it. And I think he is this close to committing treason. And I'm very looking forward to the moment he turns. Varys um, is turn liao. He's over. He's yeah. Turn over. He turn liao. Varys is John. Yeah. <laughs> uh, my personal prediction is that not everything will have a neat bow on top of it. And many fanboys will be very upset at loose threads that are still left at the end of the series. But that's how these things are. So do join us again after episode five for more Join the Watch. And until next time, Vala Mogulis. That was an SPH podcast. Find us on iTunes, Google Podcasts and streaming on Google Home. Do send your feedback to podcast at sph.com.sg. You can also check out more podcasts on various topics at straightstimes.com and bt.sg.